Hey, Jean. Hey, good morning. Good morning. So what topic do you have for us today? So I was talking to my uh, mortgage lender person. I'm trying to trying to get a house. We got pre-approval. And uh, the, this guy was like, you know, super nice. And he was talking about the differences between like a 15-year mortgage and a 30-year mortgage and like the different percentages of putting down money and how that affects PMI and stuff. And I got, maybe I was in a bad mood. Maybe I like woke up on the wrong side of the bed or didn't have enough caffeine, but I just got so, so mad when he started discussing like the, the differences of like percent between a 15 year mortgage and a 30 year mortgage. And I don't know the numbers, but let's say it was like three and a half percent and I don't know, like two and a half percent. So like, let, let, let's pretend that there's 1% difference in the mortgage over whatever time. And I guess like the math person in me understands that this is, you know, tens of thousands of dollars or at least, you know, thousands of dollars difference over the 15 or 30 year span of the mortgage. But I, I like can't get myself behind like caring about percentages of like money. If, and like, I, I know, I know that, it's important and people need what they need and you should be paying like the market rate for stuff and all that aside. So this was like a, an irrational hatred <laughs> moment for me where I, I just can't bring myself to be anxious about like small percentages of like money. If that, if that makes sense. Here's the thing with mortgages, it's slightly different. You know, we, you and I talked about other things kind of before we started recording, but mortgages are slightly different because um, it seems like, uh, you know, 50 basis points, that's what it's called. It's half percent um, is not substantial, but actually it is substantial. Um, the reason that it's substantial is that, over 30 years, it can be a difference of hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, and sometimes, you know, you can't expect to have a high paying job forever. Things change, life changes, you know, whatever. But um, what if, you know, today you can afford this payment, but the interest determines your monthly payment, basically. And a difference of 50 cents can be a difference of thousands of dollars on your, on your monthly payment. Right. And the same sort of thing goes with like raises where this is a little more complicated where like raises are at least tend to be um, based on like what you earn. So I have reviews, you know, at some point at work and everyone's really, really anxious. The like once the reviews are announced and before they like find out their new like merit increases or stuff. And again, I've never, I've always been disappointed by the increases because the the difference for me of getting a 3% increase or a 6% increase, I always sort of, I was always in a field that what the company can give you as an increase was always lower than what the field itself was growing at. So I always knew that switching jobs would get me more money. And every year I go into that review, like I knew that I'd get, let's say a 3% raise, but if I got if I went out and got a new job the next day, I can get a 5% raise, a 10% raise because the field is just like lacking in 
people that work in it. And it sort of becomes not about the money. And again, this is at a point where I like am living at a lifestyle where I'm like comfortable. When I was just coming out of college, I would take anything. Like I, I, w- I would work two extra hours a day. I would come in an hour early and I would leave an hour later just to get that like overtime. And that was because I, I wasn't like secure enough in my like new out of college life to, to like have enough money. But now that like I was in this field for seven, six years and yeah, like I, I'm, I'm pretty confident that I can do the work. I'm pretty confident that I can get other jobs. I'm confident that I'm making like above the market rate of what this thing is paying. And I guess I'm like satisfied with my like quality of life. And when I hear little, little things like, Oh, well, what if we get 1% more? What if you save 1% out of like interest? What if you get to pay like a little bit less fees? Like I understand that if someone is struggling, that any little bit helps. But I think at some point, and that was always my goal to get to a, to a place where I'm not, pinching pennies i'm not like i i put up with a lot of things (laughs) at work with like the the industry that i'm in to to not worry about it and i and i got to this point sort of very intentionally and i'm happy with like my quality of life and the cost of living that i'm at and i i feel like i am past worrying about percentages of like money increases or percentages of fees. And if I do ever feel that way, if I ever feel like, Oh wow, if I got 6% over 3% raise this year, like that's really going to make a difference. That's when I know it's time to get a different job and it won't be a 3% raise. It'll be a 20% raise. And, you know, obviously 20% is relative. If you're making $10 an hour, it's like two bucks, but I always wanted to get to a place where I'm satisfied and like content and comfortable. And I think it's, it's hard to transition out of that phase to where you're just surviving. You're just like scrambling to do anything to survive. And once you make it, I think you have to like almost acknowledge it to yourself, throw a party, do something to like move on to a different phase of, your life, even if it's not permanent, like even if you're satisfied for six months, for two years, I think it's, I think it's important to enjoy those years and, you know, strive to have them to like have more of these less stressed out, less scrambling for survival years and, you know, be grateful and plan for bad times. But I, I, like, I, I think there's a, there's a reason to pinch pennies and like scramble and try to survive to get to a place where you you are surviving you are thriving and to recognize that enough is enough and just like chill out it's fine don't don't worry about getting a two percent raise if you get no raise because it's covid it's fine just you know keep going if you don't make enough money get a different job but don't don't forever live in this emergency sort of like scramble if if enough is enough well, um, so 
just to kind of give you a little perspective, <laughs> not everybody is able to do that. And what you're talking about, um, sometimes people don't have a choice, right? So we just have to honor that, um, that those situations. Sometimes people are put in circumstances where they have to support a family or a parent or um, children, young children, and something happened or whatever. Like there are circumstances that we can't even think about. Um, so um, basically um, what, what I'm trying to say is um, there are circumstances when you have to be very frugal and we, you and I both know people who've, who've done that successfully and only survived because of that. But uh, at the same time, what you're talking about kind of having enough is another issue. And then also another issue from that is um, kind of being thinking big versus thinking small. And I've certainly, I'm certainly guilty of thinking small before in a number of situations, but I think that um, it's important to, to acknowledge that. Uh, and once you're aware of that, uh, I, like I catch myself um, when I start thinking small and kind of take a pause and really think what it is that I'm trying to avoid here. So I think there are two, like a couple of different issues um, at play here. Not, it's not kind of like just this one, you know, enough is enough type thing. So I think let's start with the kind of enough is enough um, thing. I think that a lot of people, and not just in the United States, I think around the world, are the same in a sense that um, there's never enough. We get more, we want more. We get a higher salary, we want a better house, a better car, a better, I don't know, wife or whatever. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, but like, I think that that um, dissatisfaction comes from the internal, and that's my opinion, um, comes from the internal inability to be happy with what you have, be content, like you said, with what you've got, be grateful for what you've got, and... Um, what do you think? Right. Like for, for a while, again, I didn't have enough. I couldn't like afford to move out for a couple of years. And then when I did, it was always sort of close and like a couple hundred bucks a week or month, whatever, like really made a difference. And like, I don't want to be insensitive, but I do want to talk about the, like, just because there are struggling people doesn't mean that you can't talk about people in like a different stage of life. And that doesn't mean that people that are successful or well off right now won't have to go back. Like you should always be, you know, educating yourself, learning new skills, like all those caveats aside, <laughs> I, I sort of like set goals for myself and they were very, very sort of easy goals. If my housing costs are like under 30% of my income, that's sort of like my measure of success. And if I'm happy with the housing and I'm paying under 30% for that living, that was like an arbitrary goal that I decided for myself that I wanted. And once that happens and you can afford food and you can afford your, your housing, the, the cars, transport, like there, there's a bunch of stuff. But if you can afford it all and you have some money left over for like toys or entertainment or whatever it is, I think it's okay to not stop learning, not stop like getting better at your job or your passions or career, but 
to to transition to a phase where you can get like a more expensive thing because you want it. You don't have to buy the cheapest toilet paper because you like this other brand. Like I started buying like brand name paper towels because I like this certain brand and how it like rips and absorbs. Where before I was always buying like the 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 cheapest one I could. I wasn't even like like growing up we had this terrible fear of using paper towels because you know why waste money and that was one of the first things that i did i just went to costco i got the the biggest you know the 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 big whatever pack of bounty paper towels and any reason to use it i'm just like i'm gonna take two i don't care (laughs) i know it's wasteful but it's paper it'll just disintegrate and it's not expensive like I am at a point in my life where I can use all the paper towels that I want. And that was like my jumping off point. I was like, okay, if I agree with myself that I have enough money to buy enough paper towels, toilet paper, uh, soap, you know, maybe I want to get some like produce that looks nicer from like a little nicer store or like anything like that that seems wasteful. yes, there are people that can't afford it. And I was one of those people very recently, but like, I can't be concerned with saving pennies on paper towels because at some point, like I, I worked so hard to get to this point where I could afford to have all the paper towels I want. Why, why pretend that I can't afford paper towels and, you know, not use them literally saving like pennies and if i don't need to like that 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 was my goal like when i was when i was working when i was like building up my resume when i was building up my skills my goal wasn't to always live in poverty always live in fear of not having enough i wanted to have enough and i think acknowledging that okay from now on as long as i make like over this amount of money in my in my my scale was really easy. Like you have to be paying less than 30% (laughs) on housing. And it's just, you know, a random, I think Dave Ramsey says you want to pay 25 of your take home pay, which like, I I don't think I'm there yet. Maybe, but like I decided that that was a goal. And once I reached that goal, it was like a deal with myself. Like at this point, if you stay above this threshold, you will not concern yourself with paper towels. And that doesn't mean that I'm not learning new skills constantly looking out for like better jobs like yeah i know bad things happen covid and i'm always vigilant and i always have that anxiety of like you can go back to being poor but i think it's important to live in like a nice place because i did work for it and like i got super lucky and i'm in like a field that is in demand and you know enjoy paper towels i i can't worry about mortgage rates i like, yeah, I'm sure it's really important to some people. And there was always this joke that like, it wouldn't be worth it for Bill Gates to pick up like a thousand dollar check or something. Cause he makes more in the time that he was like bending down than, than like the check was worth. And obviously I'm not there yet, but if I lose a paper towel roll or if I lose 1% on like my APR for the mortgage, yeah, it's a loss of money. And maybe when something bad happens, I will regret not having it. But I'm sort of like deciding with myself to be content to to say, okay, 
I set a threshold for myself and it's this 30% rule and it's, it's different for everyone, but I'm comfortable with sort of spending more money, letting, letting some things not bother me. You know, on your mortgage, despite you're not caring about the 1%, if it's 50 basis points, fine, don't care about it. But if it's 1%, that's traditional, not traditionally, but that has been um, considered, like if you have a difference of 1% in the interest rate, it makes sense to refinance. Um, so 1%, I would fight for. Half a percent, not so much. And like the mortgage thing was just like the trigger that got me mad. But really, I'm talking about paper towels. Really, I'm talking about like <laughs> even even raises, like getting a two percent raise over a six percent raise. Obviously, big money. But is it like will my life change if my boss is like, "Hey, sorry, COVID, no one gets raises." No, like if I'm unhappy with my job, go get a new one. And if 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 you're content and you like the team and everything's fine, I can't like I'm not worried about this review. Because I know that I've been doing like a decent job. We've all been working from home for a year. And if he's like, hey, the company didn't give you money, it's fine. Like once I get unhappy with salary, I'll I'll move on or talk to them and figure something out. But stressing over a couple percent increases, I, I, I can't. I don't I don't want to. I'm not allowing myself to. I, I like that. And finding a way to um I guess be happy, or I think that the goal should be getting to be happy with what you've got and being grateful for that. That That's a great starting point, I think. Do you agree? Yeah. And like, I think you have to like make goals and sort of see how it goes. So I did make this goal with myself that like, if I have a certain percentage that I'm making above what's like absolutely necessary, like let yourself relax. And if this ends up being a mistake, like, okay, lesson learned. Maybe I needed more money. Maybe I need a different metric for, you know, stability in the financial sort of sense. But you're also allowed to make mistakes. Like, <laughs> it's as fine. long as those mistakes aren't detrimental to your present. Like what if you made a mistake and you lost your job and now you can't pay your mortgage? What do you do then? You'll figure it out. <laughs> like I'm an engineer, I'll, I'll figure it out. Like, there's there's lots of things that you can do, I, and I, I I was just recently thinking about it. They're like, yeah, what 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 if I fell behind? What if I couldn't get like interviews or jobs doing the stuff that I well, I would just practice. Like you can just do it. Like it, it, it's like a knowable thing, and I like yeah. Obviously, there's all sorts of bad situations, but you can't be worried about them all the time and like i always was like i'm like an anxious person i always have a thousand different ways that something can go wrong and the thing that i've been trying to work on recently is just be content try to acknowledge that you reached a goal and like celebrate it be happy be content and if something changes that's when you'll take action because you don't know the future and uh, yeah like you, you don't know in what ways something will go wrong and you should obviously prepare and have like emergency funds and like do all the correct things. I'm not saying be like belligerent and go out spending all your money because that's just like your new life now. But on some things, you got to let's like 
some things go at some point. And if you're barely surviving and you're like clipping coupons from the, the magazine, set yourself a goal. I will do this until I make a certain amount and then I won't do this thing that I don't like. I find a lot of joy, let's say, getting the 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 brand name paper towels that I like. And like I find myself buying more brand name stuff not because I think it's different, but it just makes me happier. I'm happier to use it and if I if I'm happier to use it, it means that I'll clean more. <laughs> if I like buy the brand name soap, I will clean more. And that's like a personal thing with me maybe. But yeah, maybe I paid a dollar more for them. That's okay. And the second it becomes not okay, I know that I'll figure it out. You will figure it out. And I think it's um, it's a good lesson to have the attitude of no matter what, I'll figure it out. That's that's the right attitude, I think. Do you agree? I mean, not everyone, not everyone can. And I'm not saying that I necessarily will. But I'm sort of just deciding that I'll figure it out. <laughs> what other choice do I have? Yeah, that's <laughs> like true. Bad stuff will happen, I know. And I'm almost I'm like I, I used to be super anxious and I still am. But I'm I'm really trying to to just enjoy what I have. And it's easier now that I'm home all the time and like I don't have any expenses. I just like sit at home and watch Netflix or like fiddle around on my computer and yeah, if I get some paper towels that are nice and I get to clean my like table with a thing that I like, yeah, why not? It's it's fine. Treat yourself. I agree. And that doesn't take away from people that are trying to survive and that are struggling. And like, of course, you should do everything you can to survive. But also acknowledge that you're not always in survival mode. I agree. I think, but the, there's a fine line between the two. Um, and you just have to be aware of that line and um, not let you your ego kind of be like, oh, I can afford this, you know, today, but then not think about it, um, not think about your future. On that, no, but- of course not. And like the, the mortgage thing causes me a ridiculous amount of anxiety because you're signing up for a thing for years and years and years. And I don't I don't like that feeling. But when it comes to like, you know, paper towels, which is maybe disproportionate amount of anxiety was caused by paper towels like growing up and let me report back that it's worth it to to not like clip coupons and worry about brand names of paper towels <laughs> well listen it's a different conversation but i wanted to i forgot where i was going with this i wanted to actually um tell you something about it but um like i said there is a fine line between mm-hmm. the two and sometimes you have to survive and sometimes you have to care about cost sometimes sometimes you don't you have to be able to treat yourself like you said it's just this fine line is um sometimes it gets dangerous if you're too um i guess aggressive with spending and spending that you cannot afford so like i said fine line mm-hmm. yeah like that that is always risky yeah absolutely and with the mortgage, you know, with the mortgage stuff, um, I, uh, that's what I was going to tell you and we're going to um, wrap up. But with the mortgage stuff, I, I know, I don't know, maybe even, I even told you about this guy. I've known a guy who was married 
had three little kids and he was afraid to get a 30 year mortgage. And he was like, well, you know, I don't want to commit to something for 30 years. And I'm like, wait a second, you have three children, you know, you're committed to them for life and you're afraid to commit to mortgage. Like it doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Oh no. Like in that case, life insurance. Like when I got married, I got life insurance and that's, that's how I protect against if something happens to me, my family will be fine. Yeah. It's like a solved problem. You just pay them whatever it is, get 10 times your salary. If you're really scared and like, they'll be fine. They'll figure it out. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, Eugene. Thanks so much for, for an interesting conversation. Yep. See you.